Good morning, you're with Cameron on the Brecky Show here on 2VM and the brand new RM Williams Outback issue is out now at Newsagents. It's the August-September issue and it's a bit of a beef-heavy theme and here to talk all about it is the Editor-in-Chief, Mark Muller. How are you going, Mark? Good, thanks, Cameron. How are you? I'm pretty good, pretty good. It's, it's warming up here in Moree. How about where you are? Oh, it felt a little bit like spring yep. on the weekend, which was pleasant. Oh, that's good. And I'm heading out in the western New South Wales at the end of the week. Yep. And I imagine it's still going to be a bit cool in the evenings west of the Darling. Yep. And uh, the the lead story in it is, well, it's about beef, isn't it? That uh, cows have been with us since the first fleet and have, have been with us ever since. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Pretty much. It's, a, it's, it's not just beef, it's about the cow in Australia from its origins to its present day. So mm-hmm. there's something like 26.4 million head of cattle in Australia, yep. 24 million of beef cattle and 2 million of dairy cattle. Um, yep. and, uh, and we just have a good look at, at the, the full gamut of what is going on, both in terms of the history and the present and indeed the future for, for cattle in Australia. And dairy, of mm-hmm. course, is, is, is not as predominant as it used to be, but um, beef cattle certainly is. Um, Interestingly, the very first cow to come to Australia, I'd always thought it was a Hereford or some sort of British breed um, coming along with the first fleet. It was, in fact, a beast called the Drakensberger, which is a, a South African um, animal. They picked one up on the way and picked a couple up on the way when they mm. when the first fleet was coming to Australia. And that's actually the, the origin beast. And then, of course, various cattle of different yep. tribes came along, including an Australian breed such as the Murray Grey and... <laughs> and uh, oh, not, cool. but the boss indicus cattle, the, 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 the humpback cattle across the north of Australia now that are tick resistant. Yep. And then the, the classic uh, British breeds that we uh, we know and love, whether it's you know, Angus or Hereford or, oh, cool. or whatnot. So Mandy McKeesick is a contributor and she's done a thorough job of just laying out the stakes, as it were, yep. for the cow in Australia. <laughs> good, good claim to stake, hey? Mm-hmm. And uh, there's uh, Karen Sheldon. She's doing a lot of uh, good work for the Indigenous community with her food business. Yeah, that's right. Um, Karen, a remarkable woman up in the up in the Northern Territory. She has a, a catering business and indeed a catering school um, up there as well. She she started out um, at Tennant Creek, had the Tennant Creek Roadhouse, mm-hmm. and and just developed her passion for food from there and has gone on to do solid and remarkable work in terms of both educating people about food, and particularly uh, First Nations people, yeah. and, and, and and having good catering businesses throughout the NT, including uh, doing a lot of work for the Northern Territory Parliament, for example. So yeah. an inspirational, thought-provoking, strong-minded, kind-hearted woman working in you know, an interesting space. And so we told a little bit about about her story and also there's a shepparton community that's uh done wonders with the local rubbish tip and transformed it into a botanical garden yeah an, an amazing environmental arc really you know the um uh, the garden there it's about seven hectares um of mm-hmm. now it's native grassy bushland wetlands and a reclaimed landfill area with a with a lookout on top so Instead of having you know, basically the local tip, it's now this wonderful 
wonderful botanical gardens and, and mm. available to you know all the members of the Shepherd community and anybody from further afield who likes to look at you know, interesting plants. It's one of the things that you know, we can all learn from that sort of thing is that just because land has had one use doesn't mean it can't have another use. And it doesn't yeah. mean that you can't reclaim country and, and put it uh, to, to, to a different kind of use that has ongoing community benefits. I mean, we all need tips, but it's also nice to be able to turn a full tip into a beautiful garden. Oh, that's cool. And with the uh, state lockdown, a lot of New South Welshmen probably can't go into state, north or south, or probably west to south Australia, but there's a lovely drive around Mount Kosciuszko that's featured in the magazine. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, interestingly, this story, we'd actually commissioned it um, mm-hmm. late last year, and Don Fuchs, our stalwart contributor, had headed out and done it, and then between him doing the story... Um, and us intending to publish it earlier in the year, the bushfires went through. And so it changed the landscape dramatically, of course. So we we put it on hold for a bit. We paid Don half the money that we were going to pay him and said, mate, we obviously can't run it now. Let's let's wait and see. Mm -hmm. And then in the post-fire space, Don went out again and revisited some places and a little bit more photography and just ensured that what was going on was still going on and what changes had been made and and then yeah. tap into this, this beautiful story because it's, of course, you know, a remarkable region. And, and you're right, we can't necessarily travel across borders very easily at the moment. Yeah. But there's a lot to see in New South Wales, as, as you know, our listeners would, would well be aware. To get a change of scenery, uh, you don't need to cross a border to yeah. get a change of scenery in New South Wales. You can have you know, the, the country around Moree, where you are, of course, and then out into you know, western New South Wales, west of Darling, where I'll be heading next week or down into the snowy mountains you know we can still get out and about and a lot of people are that's interesting talking to people around the traps they are there are there are are travelers everywhere people still you know keen to keen to move around the place as long as we maintain appropriate social distancing and Mm -hmm. do the right things in terms of testing and hygiene etc then there's absolutely no reason why we can't still travel and enjoy the, the wonders of of new south wales well, that sounds very good. And somewhere I'd like to visit once the border restrictions get lifted is South Australia, where Anna Cotton is the sixth generation of her family to work on the famous Kelvedon Estate. That must, this must be pretty good. Yeah, look, it's one of those wonderful intergenerational stories where the knowledge of one generation is passed on to another. They grow beautiful um, merino wool uh, mm-hmm. down there and also a are diversifying into into um, in, into grapes as well. Um, so, again, borders are shut at the moment, but they won't be forever. Um, yeah. So, she's on yet Kelvin Estate um, with her family, fifty three hundred hectares, um, just sort of not far from from the Fresno Peninsula down in in Tasmania. Oh, that's cool. Well, Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you about all the amazing articles in this month's Outback magazine. And if anyone wants to get in contact, how can they get in touch? Well, they can jump on our website, which is outbackmag.com.au, and all contact details are there, or you can call us on 025028 5400. That'll get get through in a week. As as, as are the rest of us, we keep on working. We keep putting out the magazine. We've got... Our readership, you know, 75% of the readership's in the bush and people keep on keep on wanting to hear these remarkable stories and we will continue to produce them. 
No worries. Well, um, Mark Moore, thanks again for your time, and uh, hopefully we'll speak in a couple of months when the new issue comes out. Thanks, Cameron. Have a good day. I hope everybody has a good day.